The way I put it, whenever anyone asks me, like, how obsessed with Disneyland are you? This is like, I'm obsessed enough to watch all the YouTube channels that tell me all these things. Okay. I'm not quite obsessed to, enough to yet to make one. Yeah. <laughs> like so you're I'm, a lurker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching the YouTube channels. I'm not, like, making them yet. So that's right where I am, I would oh. say. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoot. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Welcome to Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. I am the eponymous Dan DeBoof. Dan DeBoof. Um, I'm going to have to say my name three times at the start of every podcast, like some sort of egomaniac Beetlejuice. This is a podcast where I catch up with people who I find interesting to talk about the interesting thing that interests them, their obsession. Could be something that they've been obsessed with since childhood, or it could be something they've recently discovered and now it totally rules their life. And weirdly, with my guest this week, Zach Ruane from the comedy group Auntie Donna, who are brilliant, it's an obsession that a lot of people might have had since childhood, but as I found out early on in our chat, it's an obsession that's completely new to him from just the last few years, but it's gone really deep from the first moment he tasted it. The turkey-flavoured flavour of Disneyland. That'll be explained in the chat too. So we go through how Zach discovered Disneyland, what he precisely loves about it, what he knows about it, and what he would tell other people if they were going there too. And also, if you listen to the end, I've tried out a new technique or feature of the podcast, which is uh, I'm hastily calling an epilogue, where I add on uh, almost footnotes, really, to the discussion, the areas that were sort of glossed over or question marks or just um, deserve further examination. So make sure you listen all the way to the end and make sure as well that if you like the podcast, tell your friends about it, share it, especially if they love Arnie Donner or if they love Disneyland or if they just, I don't know, love me. Everyone should. And be sure to subscribe and every five star on iTunes makes me feel like I'm doing something really good with my life and making people out there happy, which is why we all do this. So enjoy the podcast with Zach Ruane from Auntie Donna. He's obsessed with Disneyland. This is Totally Obsessed, episode 13 with Dan DeBoof. Zach Ruane from Auntie Donna, what is your obsession? My obsession is with Disneyland. It's Disneyland. I was going to like ease into that and do a bit of a, well, I've got many obsessions. Yeah, I'm a really varied and interesting guy. I mean, I could talk about modern art. I could talk about ancient philosophy. But no, it's Disneyland 100%. Uh, now, because we, um, we were getting a drink after VidCon. Which I was just saying was a, it was a great success. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the con or the drink? The drink was, <laughs> the drink was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're looking at me like you served in Nam, <laughs> and like 
a part of me is like, man, how bad was it? But a part of me is like, you don't want to talk about it. No, it was fantastic. I, I had a great time at VidCon. It's great to uh, find out about all the best uh, best ways to cheat the algorithm for online creators. <laughs> Can you teach me some? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, well, yeah. And so we were having a drink and you were talking about Disneyland yeah. with so much passion. And I actually had to do that awful thing. Right, I stopped you and I said... Look, I don't want to talk to you about this anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. I want to talk to you about this on microphones <laughs> because this is exactly what my podcast is about. It's like designed to be like that moment where you're in conversation with someone and something comes up that they're super obsessed with and they just open up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I did that great thing, which we always used to do back in radio days, where you'd be having co- a conversation with someone. You go, uh, I'll be talking to Maz. i be like, stop talking to me. Save this for the radio. It's like, hey, let's turn this fun into work. Okay? Just this really positive. That's the yeah. same with comedy. Like, just this really positive, wonderful moment. You know, yeah. you're sharing something for the first time in years. It's like, let's bottle this. Let's bottle this and sell it straight away. Yeah, exactly. Why are we having fun here? <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, yeah. We have fun for money, all right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so you you just lit up with the the sort of um, introduction of Disneyland. Yeah, and I had no idea. Is this something that you are well known for? No, this is a new ish thing for me. So okay. this happened. I went to Disneyland for the first time in maybe 2015. So before then, wow. I had no real interest in it at all. Like that, first of all, is interesting in itself because most people if if they have like a passion for the for disneyland or disney or you know the movies or whatever it started when they were young they have that 10 year old moment that i went there with no no literally i went there on like a business trip with screen australia we had a free day and they're like do you want to go do you want to do something and and i was like i guess you know we're all hung over all right i'll go to the most magical place in the world all right i mean i would rather just sleep in literally the job sucks (laughs) and 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 I, i rocked up and it was just this moment it was the moment i stepped in i was like this is the greatest place in the world Oh, and I cool. think initially I kind of liked it ironically. I was like, oh, this is America. And like, I yeah, had this whole yeah, like, yeah, yeah. look at what they create, but they fight wars. And I was all like <laughs> wanky about it. And then I reckon about 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I was just a hundred percent in. Like, so what, um, what Disneyland was it? So that was the Anaheim, like the one just out of uh, LA in yep. California. And do you know much about the history of the parks? Like too much. So, okay, I, so- I, I went and I was like, oh, this is fun. This is a bit of this is a bit of interesting stuff. And then I went home and I just started reading about it. And that's where it's become an obsession is I just know a lot <laughs> about all of them now. So what was the first Disneyland in the world? So the first one was the California Disneyland. Okay, yeah. And then uh, I can list them in order. Yeah, I'd love you to. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So the first one was California. Yeah. And then uh, everyone was saying you should do an East Coast one. You should do an East Coast one because here's the thing, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go on a rant here. Here's the thing. People didn't travel from the East to the West like they do now. You okay. Know? Uh, it, we didn't go from Melbourne to Perth. People never went to Perth. It was yeah. the same in the US. Yeah. New York people never went to LA. Uh, that's evidenced in the California park. They have uh, a New Orleans Square because they wanted people to experience the East oh, Coast in the California okay. park. 
oh, this is this is bad. See, I, I self-censor. This is the whole point of the podcast. And I'm already going, oh, you don't want to hear about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. So stop there. So. <laughs> you don't want to. Yeah. So then they opened Walt Disney World. Yeah. Uh, and that was on the East Coast. And they opened one park in there called Magic Kingdom, which is a copy of Disneyland yeah. in California. Then they opened Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. In uh, the early 80s. Then uh, they also opened Epcot around the same time at Walt Disney yep. World. So then there was two parks there. Uh, then they opened uh, Paris Disneyland. Yep, which is then Euro Disney to start. Euro yeah, Disney yeah. to start. Yeah. And the reason they changed it was because in America they thought Euro, that's classy, that's sophisticated. But in Europe, that just uh, means money. It was like calling oh, it Dollar Disney. Dollar Land. <laughs> yeah. Dollar Land. It sounds like a $2 shop or something. <laughs> So they were like, and that just really, that just represents, Dan, exactly what went wrong with the Euro Disney project in the first place. <laughs> it really Lack was, of like, local market yeah, research. Yeah, it was cultural imperialism. The Americans coming into France, terrible. Anyway, so then they opened California Adventure Park uh, across the road from Disneyland. Uh, a bit before that, sorry. No, I've... I've Oh, have I've you ruined it? I've oh. gone all out of order. <laughs> they opened. Uh, ah, there's, there's, Dan, there's no. twelve parks. You don't want to hear about every park. You flew too close to the sun. <laughs> oh no. Um. All right. Well then. So that I now I feel like I know all about the history of Disney, and also I can see like where your passion came from. But let's go back to when you had none of this, and you you just arrived yeah. at um Disneyland in Anaheim. And you weren't even so keen on it. Well, what are your first glimpses as you approach? So, a lot of people don't know this. Have you... Have you uh-uh. See, I told you the mics would you fall over. You warned me so much. You said, don't drop the mic. Everyone's... <laughs> no, I got this. Everyone's mate, dropped mate, the I'm mic. I'm a pro. <laughs> Everyone's dropped the mic. <laughs> You're like, I just want that experience. If you drop the mic, it'll be the intro bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up. Oh. What do I do? I drop the mic, Dan. All right. Okay. I have been to uh, Euro Disney when it was Euro okay. Disney because yep. um, my family holidays were always to France and I was young. So, yep. I was like 11. Yeah, yeah. So, it was pretty cool. My brother was eight. It was mind blowing. Yeah, For yeah. me, it was like, oh, I can be a Star Wars character. For Tom, it was like, oh my God, I get to meet Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I've got some understanding, but yeah, so... Yeah, great. So, so I think it's better as an adult. I don't think... A kid, yeah, okay. Because kids go and it's just like, yeah, I get it. It's Disney. Cool. Whereas yeah, adults, I yeah. think, understand how much effort went into it. Oh, so, And yeah. I think that's kind of why I love it. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm divulging. I'm going off topic. So, I, I step in and I think the thing I was expecting is most theme parks are just sort of... IP, they're just intellectual property. It's all like all the movies you've seen just yep. all through it. And that's kind of what I was expecting. And I was like, I, I'm not that crazy about the cartoons. I'm yeah, not- like I don't want to go to Snow White World. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I stepped through and the first part of it is a place called Main Street USA, which has nothing to do with any of the cartoons. It's a recreation of the sort of town that Walt Disney grew up in in okay. the turn of the century. And I think that was what blew me away was that this wasn't just a recreation of a movie. It wasn't just this crazy... It wasn't just Mickey Mouse running around. It was mm. one man's particular vision just 
manifested on a big scale, on a huge scale. And I was like, okay, this is kind of... And he built that in, what, the 50s or something? In 1955. And it's still as it was? I mean, obviously... Mm, No, no, like... No, but I mean, that is... Like, when you step in, that's very similar. So, you you walk through a train station. So, train station and Main Street USA is very, very similar, I think, to what he created. And I think that's what's so cool. So, they've done heaps of stuff. They're about to add a Star Wars land... The whole place is constantly changing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that... Entrance... Yeah, we got to get Moana in there, quick. <laughs> get him in. Get him in. Get it, kids. I'm Moana. <laughs> <laughs> they love Moana. Yeah. Um, so, so that was, I think, the thing that blew me away was that it... Even though it's it's over, it's, you know, 60, 70 yeah. years old now. So, lots has changed. You still have this impression, particularly in the Anaheim Park... That this is this is one person mm. just just creating something on this huge scale, and I think that's what blew me away. And then that sort of is how the obsession started. What kind of um, adventures did you get up to on that first magical trip? Wow, um, just all sorts of adventures. I had a turkey leg. They have turkey <laughs> legs there, Dan. <laughs> I think I've seen photos of that, and I've always been like, that must be a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. thing. And yeah. I always thought it was this like. I thought it was this, like... It's amazing because it's literally just this giant turkey leg as a snack. And I, I just always America. had this vision. And it was me and the other Donner boys were joking about it, Just this vision of, like, 1955 America. Just Walt Disney just being like... Yeah, just like and uh, we'll have a turkey leg on every corner for all the children. <laughs> there's, a, there's no party snack the children like more than a turkey leg. <laughs> A drummy for every boy and girl. <laughs> yes, we'll get a large drumstick off of the turkey for the boys and girls. Mother and father, they can have a sandwich at the corner store. You know? <laughs> because at some point he became a southern gentleman. <laughs> where was he from? Do you know where he was from? Uh, he was... He. Oh, I wish you, I knew. He yeah. lived in Hollywood. He was from... I mean, the middle middle yeah. America. That's exactly because that's the mm. the uh, America Main Street USA. Yeah, so he was from like Pennsylvania or like some, maybe the total everyman with a dream. Yeah, exactly. The American sort of story, and that's that's what is so cool about the whole thing is it's you know America. I don't want to say they've got some problems at the moment. <laughs> You'd be the first to claim it. I, I like to remain apolitical. <laughs> say what you will, but they've got some I've issues. I've noticed some things going on. Maybe the American uh, dream isn't quite as succinct as we... Oh, um, it's a hot take with Zachary Wayne. <laughs> we back up to the break. Cool. Um, but it's this, this place is just like, it's just this encapsulation of what what america is capable of like dare i say like what capitalism is capable of like you know obviously there's pros and cons to every this is getting pretty over the top but like there's pros and cons to every sort of movement every Mm -hmm. idea yeah but there's something about disneyland that's like actually capitalism and the american dream and all these things when it's working can make something very cool but it's interesting um one of the things i find really interesting at interesting about capitalism is like the tangible benefits and the invisible problems yes so it's like that whole idea of yeah how cool are iphones and then you find out about you know where the metals in them were sourced from and these terrifying mines or whatever and i think one thing that people find interesting about 
things like Disneyland is conspiracy theories. Yes, right? yeah. My brain immediately goes this idea that um, Walt Disney's frozen somewhere and they're going to reanimate him and yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, but also you read online about... Um, I think there was some controversy about someone who played Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean and he did an online blog about all the women that have tried to have sex with him. Yeah, right. Because they've all got this Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp <laughs> fantasy and they just want to go back home and be like, yeah, well, I banged Jack Sparrow in the Black Pearl <laughs> at Disneyland. And he got just... It was like, how dare you divulge the secrets yeah, of behind yeah. the scenes at Disney? Like, is there that thing where you kind of try and, you know... You know when they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land and you see they're all robots and stuff like that? You try yeah. and, like, peek behind the curtain when you're there? Yeah, you want to try and keep it... I think that's um, even just, like, saying the capitalism thing, like, just, like, you don't want to think about what they're paying their workers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want to think about, like... You don't see, think me, me name es Mickey. <laughs> I remember I was there and at one point I was just like buying a pickle off a lady in Adventureland and I was just, I just said to her, I was like, God, you get to do this every day. <laughs> yeah, sure thing, kid. Here's your pickle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the moment I said it, I was like, oh, oh. It's, it's a different experience for you. <laughs> like, it was, it was, I definitely stopped saying that to the ladies <laughs> selling pickles. Say, saying it to everyone all day. Wow. You get to pick up trash here every day. It's the happiest day on earth every day for the trash collectors. <laughs> so yeah, you you gotta kind of push a few things down. But I think yeah. that's um, <sighs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I think that's the thing. Like, and that's true of of movies. That's true of anything. Like, yes. There are the people that just want to buy into the fantasy. They don't want to know how mm. this thing was done or that thing was done. And then there are people that. When they love something, they just want to pick it apart yeah, and true. find out exactly what's happening underneath Well, you it. would have had a thousand people say to you, oh, it must just be so fun to just make videos with your mates all day. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it is, but that's not what the job is. Like, no, there's, no. There's so much involved. <laughs> like, but yeah, because when you make something that is so fun for people, of course they're going to think it's the funnest thing ever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I love about it is it's like of anything I've ever seen, like it, it to create that, I guess, illusion or whatever, mm. to create that complete immersion of, of it's not just watching a movie. You actually have, it's a 360 degree mm. world that they've built. And to do that with all the things that are required, you know, to make it safe, to make it work, to make it... You can't get away from just like the yeah craftsmanship and the engineering and just how brilliant people have to be. Like yeah, like the stuff I remember as a kid going there is um, it is things like the Pirates of the Caribbean mm. and the Haunted House and the um, Swiss Family Robinson Tree House. Just these things that, yeah, you know, you'd seen them on TV or you'd played Monkey Island or whatever and then you all of a sudden find yourself physically in it. Or again, yeah. the Star Wars one when I was, you know, um, from the end of Star Wars when they're yeah, trying when to shoot out the middle of the Death Star, you know, and um, you're in the, they put you in the in the cockpit of the ship, which is <laughs> yeah. a shaking cube, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're in it, but it's on the big screen. Like, ah, like <laughs> it's 
it's it is so immersive. Yeah, it's and your it's, first chance to ever like feel like you're in a movie. Yeah, and it's that like attention to detail. Like, mm. and when you start to read about it, so the the Anaheim one in particular, they he Disney only bought maybe two blocks of land because originally Anaheim was basically just orange groves so he went out of town and he bought this block of land because people were driving for the first time and because he didn't envision it being as big as it would be he didn't buy anything around it so now like literally across the road there's hotels there's a convention center it's just built and they don't own any of that no so it's built up to this massive there's this city essentially built around disneyland it's their main employer it's all these things but he like in the 60s so not long after it opened someone wanted to build a giant tower nearby a hotel for people oh. coming to disneyland and he went to the council and said look i if if people are in disneyland and they see a tower they're gonna remember they're in anaheim they're gonna yeah realize they're not in disneyland and and the reason that they came the reason that they paid is just gonna go out the window so he ended up getting the council to change height restrictions for the city of Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, because it's their tourism draw. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's this idea of like in this whole city, no one in a, an, in a circle around the park, no one's allowed to build over a certain height and it goes out incrementally. Like in Paris or Rome or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Paris, Rome and Anaheim, California. <laughs> yeah. And just that sort of like that attention to detail, that immersion that like you're not going to see a tower from outside. Like when you're here... You're here. Mm. It's it's pretty cool. So after that first trip, you said you then went home and and just went deep on Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Did the other guys? N- Mark Mark from Auntie Donna is a huge theme park fan. He's okay. a little bit less. Um, he's more the other side I was talking about. So he doesn't know the details, but he loves theme parks. He loves going to them. Uh, he's less like discerning just to Disney. Uh, and he's less about how it works and more just about the experience. But Mark is equally obsessed, I would say. Okay. But just not <laughs> as like... I can get him on another podcast <laughs> yeah, and like, we'll compare the two, yeah. like who, who enjoyed it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think he's all about the illusion and he's all about the immersion. So he's, yeah, okay. he's not going home and reading about how they do it or why they do it or the... City bylaws and height restrictions, <laughs> zoning, <yeah>. zoning laws, <laughs> um, which admittedly is is a bit weird. Now, now that you've said it out loud, you're like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, no, I get it. I am weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is hey, mum, you were right. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he's equally obsessed. And then I think Broden the just not amused. Broden likes it. I think some people buy. It was very fun. I enjoyed <laughs> it. It was a fun, lot. but uh, <laughs> there's lots of lines. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I uh, like the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Broden. That's, Thanks. Thank yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a little Broden inside. Yeah. Um, okay. Give me some cool stuff you uncovered once you started investigating. Oh, man. I mean, that's... you've given me a few. You know, you've given me the zoning. And... <laughs> oh, you've man. Whole... You think that's good? <laughs> you've given me some municipal bylaws. But... <laughs> so, in New Orleans Square, which is uh, which I just think is kind of funny anyway, because yeah. we live in a world where you can... If you're in California, you can fly to New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> but now they've got they've got this little fake New Orleans place. Um, they have uh, yeah, there's a place called Club Thirty Three, which is a members only club. It's the only place uh, at the moment, the only place in Disneyland California that serves alcohol. It costs like 
$10,000 to sign up and like another 10000 a year to stay a member of. Okay, and, and you have to obviously go to the park to get yeah. in. So, these are... I have no idea. Yeah. I used to think, who is that crazy? But then I'm like, if I was that rich... That's it, isn't it? And I lived there, like, why wouldn't you just... So, it's not so much like people who are super fans of Disneyland. It's more like, you know, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia or whatever, who's like, I've got this much money. If I'm ever in Disneyland, I'd want to do it right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's That's like- it. He probably wouldn't be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, probably. Um, but I think it's a bit like that. And I think it's like MCC. I think it's just those oh. people that like... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got a bit of an MCC vibe. Like I like, put my, my children on the waiting yeah, list yeah. so they can get to Disneyland and, and drink the, the piss I never could. Yeah, but I don't understand. Like that that is fascinating. But it's literally just this... There's just a door in the middle of New Orleans Square because there's all these fake doors, fake windows. Oh. It's all fake. But then there's this one door that you don't think anything of and it's got 33 on it. And through that door is a private members club. 33's got to be significant for some reason as well. I wish I knew the answer. Yeah, don't you reckon? I've like created it's... this impression that I know the answer. All Disney questions. No, what you do is you go, it is an interesting answer, but I'll let you find it for yourself because <laughs> that's, that's the real journey. That's very good. It's <laughs> very, very good. Um, and the other thing that I remember reading... Is that technically no one can die in Disneyland? Okay, because this is it's I'm like some what well, some rule of the park that if you do die inside the park, they take your body outside, and the place of death is Disneyland outskirts. Oh, yeah, because no one's allowed to die inside Disneyland. Oh. Is that maybe that's a conspiracy theory? Yeah, I've, there's definitely people that have died. <laughs> <laughs> and you say it like you've seen it. Yeah, man. Like I, I killed it for myself. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was the I second think- turkey leg that did it. <laughs> I think it's one of those things like you can't be open for seventy years and not have like a few people. But there's one really like sad story about a like a cast member that. Well, I've got to hear this well, now. Well, I know, but I'm making it sound kind of fun. It's like, well, <laughs> it's not, it's not. And he had AIDS. <laughs> Zach. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, she was crushed between two <laughs> This is really bad. Um, no, there was, a, there, was a, there was this display. It was like a, a, a rotating... Um, thing where audio animatronics so that's what they call the sort of robot Mm -hmm. version would perform and and it was rotating and she stepped out of one and into the other and and was was caught in the middle like caught between you know and you always get scared with the revolving door at a hotel yeah it was exactly that was exactly what happened oh God. So that happened in like the 70s, I think. And then they dragged her out to the outskirts <laughs> and said, What? You just died? Someone died in the Anna- Anaheim Convention oh. Center. Yeah, so that's pretty full on. That's like, that's, you, that's, that's, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry that it got to this. I really could have <laughs> skewed the conversation away. Um, that was your first trip to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> have you been again? I've been, I've been, uh, 
so I've been to Hong Kong Disneyland since then, and I've been back to Anaheim Disneyland. Okay. And then last time I was in LA, I thought I'd give Universal Studios a go just to make sure it wasn't just a uh, theme park thing. And I don't. You don't want to be biased, do you? Yeah. Well, and I didn't want to just go. Oh, I like Disneyland, and then and and the reason be that's the only place I'd been to. Yeah. But I like Disneyland. <laughs> Do you feel like you were walking around Universal Studios? Was it Universal Studios? Yeah, yeah Universal. just being like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> give me a break, mate. I was like, this is a great immersion until I step into the next land. <laughs> uh, guys, you're a little bit obsessed with IP. Am I right? Anyway, that's... <laughs> um, no, Universal is very impressive. That's where they have the Harry Potter land and everyone. Oh. All, all the Harry Potter people. Okay. Are very keen on that. Yeah, all right. Okay. It's very good. It's very, very good, but I just... What would be... All right, I want to know if there's people listening who have an imminent Disneyland trip. Oh, wow. Right? On their sort of horizon or agenda or whatever. What are the... Tell us about the best bits. (sighs) Under pressure. I I would say the big thing is to go early. Okay. That's my big big thing. How early is early? At opening. You want to be there when it opens. Um, And I'm not a morning person at all, but... It gets, particularly the California park, it gets like really, really busy around 2 p.m. Like it gets busier as the day goes on. So if you go early, you can get on all the rides that everyone talks about. You can get that kind of out of the way. So then you're not like lining up and Mm -hmm. doing all that. And I think the other thing is it's, it's so much bigger than, you know, like people go to movie world and you can get movie world done twice over in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think people like, I remember the first time I went, I was like really sad that I missed out on a ride or kind of got a bit like, like a petulant child. I was like, oh, I really want to go before. Oh. <laughs> but contrast that with how you felt beforehand, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I just really want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it's, it's so big and it's so vast and they, they, they kind of have this thing of they've folded in things. So it's like 70 years worth of attractions, yeah. 70 years worth of things to do. So, and while they do obviously get like get rid of things and replace things, there's just, it's so immense that it, you, if you're only there for a day, just don't try and do everything. Just have a good time. I think like if you try to like tick off every box and everything that, people tell you to do yeah 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 and that's the thing like i'm so like nerdy about it now like i kind of people ask me for like oh what should i do i'm just like just go and like go on that journey yourself because i'm just gonna tell you like how they hide the wi-fi towers (laughs) how do they hide the wi-fi towers inside uh statues statues. (laughs) (laughs) all right well um thanks zach for you know taking me into this magical kingdom of your mind thank you Okay, thanks to Zach for coming in and doing the podcast. This is a little um, epilogue I thought I might record. I don't know, this might become a thing um, where I follow up on some of the things that were raised in conversation that you might have had a question mark over while listening. Just to put your minds at ease or perhaps to spur further investigation. For example, uh, Walt Disney was born in Chicago. Zach, you'll be pleased to know that. Um, And Club 33 as well, which we talked about. There are two theories I've found out about Club 33. The first one was 
that it's at 33 on Main Street. That's the building, so it was named after that number. But there's a second theory that says that number was chosen on purpose and the reason it's at number 33 is because there were 33 original sponsors for Disneyland. Uh, and we're talking, you know, big corporations now, places like Coca-Cola and Monsanto. So there you go, that's just a little bit of uh, extra info or intel. Thanks, Zach, for coming in, and I'll see you all, or you'll hear me at least, next week on Totally Obsessed. Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBooth, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutry. <laughs> <laughs>